Welcome back to another audio podcast from the Line Movers Network. As always, thank you for joining us today. You can check out all of our content on thelinemovers.net. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at the underscore LM Network for all your up-to-the-minute gambling needs. We appreciate your Hello, continued everyone. Welcome support. Welcome back for another episode of Today's Tickets. It's episode 50, and I'm your host, Tyler Liddick. Thanks again for joining me. It's September 24th, 2023, and it is Sunday, so we have some NFL action for today. First, we're going to go with a Saturday recap. We'll recap uh, Saturday's bets that I sent out to the guys in the Discord. Um, basically, we'll go through them one by one, and then we'll go over the Sunday slate, some survivor options, and then we're going to get right into the Sunday bets and what I like for today. Um so I am not the NFL handicapper in the Line Movers Network Discord. I am the owner of the Line Movers Network. So um, we've got select handicappers. Zach, one of the owners as well, is the NFL and the NBA handicapper. You will get um, picks from him. I sometimes send out some NFL spot picks, some player props, some things like that. But I um, I'm kind of... And putting my NFL knowledge on my podcast for the world to listen. And you guys go ahead and decide what you want to do with what I'm telling you, okay? Um, whether you want to use it to your advantage, go ahead. If you want to use it, um, maybe you think you can use it and it is the things I'm telling you are an advantage to you because I'm wrong, well, even more in your power. So here we are. Saturday recap. Uh Let's go through them one by one, start right at the top, and uh, the first game of the day, obviously, for me, was that Florida State-Clemson game. Um, sent, that, sent the bet out to the line movers yesterday, Florida State, minus three. Uh, pretty, pretty competitive game all throughout the game. Clemson basically was in the lead for uh, the entire game up until the moment that... Um, Cade Klubnick got sacked, fumbled, and Florida State picked up the fumble and returned it about 60 yards for a touchdown. Um, When Clemson was driving to go up two scores, that tied the game 24-24. Clemson had a chance to win the game in regulation, missed a field goal. Kind of crazy. They get that guy. They have a freshman kicker who's had the yips. They They decide to bench him. Go after the grad student who was there last year getting his master's down the road at Charleston. And they bring him back and they ask him to kick. He makes a field goal earlier in the game. Makes three extra points. Misses the game winner. So overtime we go. First possession in overtime. Florida State, deep ball, touchdown. Clemson. Honestly, that double slants play all game long. I don't know who's coaching defense for Florida State there, but you either have to put a man in the center of the field and stop that zone, or you need to switch to a zone and figure out, okay, these guys are running double slants. Let's uh, let's step in front of the pattern and intercept the ball. No, we played man the whole – they played man the entire game and got burnt all game long. So – um, when Florida State goes against some talent, talented teams, I look for those teams to probably take advantage of that. Uh, obviously, we saw Jordan Travis have a hell of a game, uh, all, all, and he was injured as well um, after he got that banged-up shoulder against Boston College. 
nonetheless, good teams win, great teams cover. Uh, yesterday, obviously, the money was you know coming in. The money was coming in on Clemson. Um, the line moved down towards Clemson, but for me, the way I see it, Clemson. They just didn't look that great this year. Florida State, I like their wide receiver matchups, which proved to be huge yesterday, especially on that final jump ball of the game where he just went up and got it. Um, And Duke ran the ball over Clemson. Florida State didn't really have much of a problem moving the ball. Kind of a little bit weird in the first half. They they didn't really get going, but they, they got their offense going in the second half there. Line moved towards Clemson. And Clemson was only receiving 11% of the spread bets yesterday, so it was the sharp side of the game. Good teams win, great teams cover, Florida State minus three, and that was a winner for us. Um, Basically, the biggest mistake of my day yesterday was Middle Tennessee, and I'll let you know why right now. We took a position on Middle Tennessee State, and basically, I agreed. I'll I'll tell you where I got the play from. most of the things I, I I look up and do the research on my own, but I I am a very very big fan of Vsin, and they've got about sixteen to twenty people competing in a Friday football showdown where they give out seven picks per contestant a week. And while I'm listening to the show, I couldn't help but notice about twelve. Of these contestants, Matty Humans, Chuck the Iceman, um, Wes Reynolds, you got um, Mike Palm, Kelly in Vegas, all of these people were riding Middle Tennessee State uh, minus three. And I like the reasoning why Colorado State, double overtime game, uh, leaving obviously big rival. They had a lot of things going on with the death threats for the kid that hit Travis Hunter. A lot of things media-wise for Colorado State, you know, big game, prime for a letdown, have to travel all the way to Middle Tennessee. Uh, and Middle Tennessee State, it was a tie game, or they were down a touchdown and then threw the pick six, go down two touchdowns, drive immediately down the field and score, down a touchdown, and it basically didn't have enough time on the clock as the drive stalls at the 32-yard line. With I think they only had like 20 seconds left. They just didn't have enough time to really get a play going. So without that pick six, Middle Tennessee State, probably the right side of that ball game, but there's no if and buts in, in you know football or gambling. Middle Tennessee State loses, and the worst part about it was I trusted all the guys that I normally trust, normally you know get a lot of good information from, and it ended up being a two-unit loser. We, we went a little bigger on that one, and it ended up being a loser. I really liked this spot. I liked the scenario. Uh, it's it's something we play all the time in college football, and sometimes they pan out, and sometimes they don't. More often not, than not, they do. But perfect, perfect example of why you straight bet everything's one unit, everything's a half a unit, everything's the same amount. For instance, we went six and three yesterday, college football. And basically a break-even day because of the two-unit loss there. All right, next game, New Mexico New Mexico versus UMass, under 50. Uh, two bad teams. I figured two bad offenses. New Mexico, uh, West Coast team traveling all the way to the East Coast to play UMass. Cold weather, rain, blah, 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 blah. Didn't think that New Mexico would go ahead and put up uh, 28, 31 points. And that game kind of got away 
it really wasn't a game that was trending over except for the first quarter. The first quarter went way out of whack. Um, and if it wasn't for that first quarter, you probably, all numbers probably would have hit here in this one. The final score was 34 31. And it actually wasn't the first quarter, it was like midway through the first quarter into the second there was 28 points scored in the second quarter um you rarely see that in college football except for late in games when teams just start airing it out and, and things get a little wild but 28 points in the second quarter there was 14 in the first three points in the third and 11 points in the fourth um new mexico new mexico obviously wins the game in overtime 34 31 but you basically have one bad quarter and that ruins it for everyone uh that was a loser the under 50 Point five, But then we get into some winners. We have Arkansas State, first division game of the year, playing Southern Miss. Arkansas State was at home. I like division division games, and the division team, um, Arkansas State, was getting six and a half at home. They ended up winning that game outright yesterday. So there's a winner there, and that takes us back to a two-and-two two day right there. And now we're going to run off some winners. We had Bama, minus seven. Uh, theory here was you had money going in on Ole Miss, but the line was dropping towards Bama. You have 70% of the spread bets on Ole Miss, yet the line drops or the line rised from six to seven. So Ole Miss was minus six or Ole Miss was plus six. 70% of the bets are on Ole Miss. Public sees Bama struggling and uh, they go ahead and say, oh yeah, let's take Lane Kiffin. Let's, let's bet against Nick Saban. Yeah, well, Nick Saban, um, I don't I don't know if he ever has lost two games in September, but he hasn't this year, and he just proved it yesterday that he is still uh, in charge of all of his disciples. Everyone that has gone everywhere except for Kirby Smart struggles to beat him, and Nick Saban wins 24-10. Jalen Milrow looks a little bit better, uh, but really, he... He, they got a lot of work to do on offense. Then they need to start running the ball better. They need to uh, protect the passer. He he looks a little shaky in a pocket. Uh, not a conventional throw it kind of quarterback. He's more of an athletic quarterback. Don't like the delivery of the football, but they win the game twenty four ten. We cover the spread, and the public loses money there as well. Moving on, next game, uh, we're going to keep running off the winners. Obviously, they're right in a row here. We had a big 3.30, 4 o'clock window there. Oregon, um, this is pretty much easy for me to tell you how this one went down. Uh, uh, it was an absolute boat race from the beginning to the end. Oregon wins 42-6. to six. Uh, It was pretty much over by the end of the first, second quarter. I mean, they were up 14 nothing or 21 nothing. I know they scored 14 in the first. Uh... 13 in the first, 22 in the second. So by halftime, it was 35 to nothing. Colorado really never uh, stood a chance. You kind of thought going into this game, Colorado was running on fumes. That's what I told the guys in the Discord yesterday. Colorado's, you know, they've got that game against TCU where they win. Then they got the Nebraska game where they go and just blow the doors off in Nebraska. And then they have the Colorado State game where they have to come back. They have to win the game in overtime. They have to then deal with Travis Hunter being out their best player who plays on both sides of the ball, not just one. He plays wide receiver and cornerback, 120 snaps a game. So it's not like you lost your star wide receiver or your star cornerback. No, you lost both in one. Um, so there you lose him. I don't think it would have made a difference in the point spread here. Colorado is obviously weak on the interior line. They can't stop the run. Oregon just 
gouged him and gouged him and gouged him and then hit him with the RPO constantly too. Oregon Oregon was in total control of that game and uh, minus 21. Crazy thing here is uh, I'll read you a statistic and and I'll just let you know why the casinos are rich and uh, why some of some of uh, sports gamblers are poor. Oregon, Colorado, um, bets split here. 81% of the bets yesterday were on Colorado and the points. So 81% of people that placed a bet yesterday walk to the window, place a bet, I'll take Colorado minus or Colorado plus 21. 81 people out of 100 decided they wanted Colorado plus the points. Only 19 out of 100 people walked up to that window and said, hey, you know what? Give me Oregon minus 21. And uh, that's why the casinos have all these nice things, folks. The lights, you know, the glamour, everything, you know. The million-dollar payrolls, the fancy hotel rooms, the dining halls, the poker rooms, the tables, the marble floors, the waterfalls, you know, the high-rise ceilings, the movie theaters, the bowling alleys. It's all paid for by sports gamblers, by losing slot players. I mean, guys, when you see public numbers like that, I just gave you two perfect examples. Um, Florida State game, obviously, public wins that one. But the casino gets paid on the Bama game. And they get paid on the Oregon game. We, fortunately, got paid on all three of them. So you got to look at the numbers. You got to look at the statistics. You got to look at the way the teams are playing. You got to have a feel for the game. But you can't be blind to situational spots. Nick Saban, great coach, doesn't lose to his disciples, going back home. Poor, poor performance versus South Florida, coming off a loss to Texas. It had to be Nick Saban or nothing. I mean, Nick Saban loses that game. I don't know that Nick Saban continues to coach after this year, to be honest with you. So let's move on. We've got Ole Miss. Oh, no. We did that one. UCLA and Oregon. Uh, The play here basically was on the under. uh, I'm basically saying you got UCLA going to Utah. Utah plays higher elevation, harder to breathe. Teams that are, you know, not from mountain areas struggle. uh, Slows down offense. Puts an onus on your defense as well because, you know, if, if Utah strings off some long drives, defense is on the field and don't get a chance to get off the field. This is a low-scoring game, and that's exactly the way Utah needed the game to be with Cam Rising deciding to uh, be a late scratch, not play, probably going to wait another couple of weeks. Utah goes out and wins this game 14-7. to uh, They remain undefeated. They're now 4-0. They'll break into the top 10 here probably this week. And uh, our play here... It was on the under, and, and basically I think I think uh, the public was betting on Cam Rising playing, UCLA, Chip Kelly having a high-scoring offense, but they weren't really betting on this game being in Utah. They weren't really betting on Cam Rising not playing and Utah's defense having to hold UCLA down. So if you look at this game, really there was only two offensive touchdowns scored. Um, the first touchdown of the game was a, a pick six by Utah, and – other than that was actually the first play of the game too so other than that it was a 7-7 ball game throughout and this this under hit with ease you didn't even have to sweat it you didn't even really have to check the score and not last but not least we've got um 
Last but not least, we've got the Notre Dame game. Yes, absolutely. Notre Dame versus Ohio State. I hate Ohio State so much. I can't I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan. I can't stand Ohio State. Ever since the pass interference call in the end zone, most talented college football team I probably ever saw gets walked off the field and Ohio State wins. It was just uh hasn't never set in and I I'm just not an Ohio State fan. You can probably hear the pain in my voice when I talk about it, but yeah, I was a kid and that broke my heart. Um, obviously, I don't—I feel no pain towards a loss or a win anymore in football, but that one will stick with you for a long, long time. And as growing up as a big, big Hurricanes fan, you know Ed Reed, Sean Taylor, all those guys—they were nothing but playmakers. That—that that just you know, you, you look at this team and you're like, "There's no way they can lose." And you're you know, they're, you're this kid, and next thing you know, David beats Goliath, and that's what happened. So, play here was on Notre Dame. I liked the offensive line. I liked the matchup with, you know, Notre Dame's wide receivers, Notre Dame facing the younger quarterback, Notre Dame having Sam Hartman. Um, 3 nothing game at halftime. Ohio State scores. Basically, if you're an under-over better, no, no problem here. Notre Dame can't convert first down after they get the, – they, they stopped Ohio State with the lead 14 to 10 on their own on Notre Dame's 11 yard line failed to then get a couple of first downs and ice the game away had to punt Ohio State ends up scoring with one second remaining um to go ahead and win the game 17 14 but line movers network subscribers end up winning that bet with a plus three and a half cent on uh Wednesday or Tuesday this week uh sent it on the 21st it's Sunday so I think I sent it on Wednesday Wednesday or Thursday, it was a plus three and a half. By game time, that was down to two. Uh, Notre Dame was taking a lot of money in that game. I, I like Notre Dame there. It was the bet splits were pretty pretty evenly split, but the lines stayed dropping towards Notre Dame, which told you where the money was. Uh, if you got in it early with us, you got the three and a half. You won. If you got in in the summertime, you got the eight and a half. You won. If you got in during the day, you probably lost or pushed. So uh, hopefully, you get in early on some of these. But, yeah, uh, hopefully Marvin Harrison Jr., ankle injury not too serious, but um, money line sprinkle there on Notre Dame was a loser as they could not get a defensive stand, and that would have been a great finish to the night if we could have got both of them and Notre Dame could have came through on the money line there. Really, that game hurts Notre Dame way more than it would have hurt Ohio State. Obviously, with Ohio State still being in a division, they would have had to then go run the table and beat Michigan and Penn State. Um they could probably lose to one or the other and make uh, the playoff depending upon how many points they lose by now because now they have the win at um, Notre Dame on their resume. So big win for Ohio State, big win for the young quarterback, and uh, that probably is going to be a momentum builder that I'm not looking forward to watching. Uh, yeah. Moving on, let's get into the Sunday slate. That's what we're here for. Survivor picks gave them out the other day, guys. I'm all over the uh, well, I was all over the Niners, but I'm all over the Chiefs, all over the Cowboys, all over the Ravens. Keep in mind if you're going to back the Jaguars, I know different teams, different strokes, different folks, but keep this in mind Jaguars have lost nine of their last 10 versus the Texans, and they've lost 15 of their last 18 versus the Texans. Not saying they're going to lose today, but they do play two games on the road in London, so they'll be gone for two weeks after today. I'm imagining that 
there's some going away festivities happening with family, friends, things like that. Game um, could be could cross their um, not cross their mind a little bit. They could end up finding themselves in a game. We know Trevor Lawrence can turn the ball over. Um, be careful taking Jacksonville today in your survivor, but I do believe Jacksonville takes care of business. A bet or two I have for today. Uh, I'll make it real simple for you. I really, this is just something that I, I like today, and uh, I'm already on it in a couple different ways, but <clears throat> the Tennessee Titans, a uh, little bit kind of same thing as the Oregon game yesterday, just not as big, but 71% of Actually, sorry, a different scenario than the Oregon game. This is actually one of those scenarios where the public and the sharp bettors are both taking Tennessee. Um, and how do I know that? Well, you look at the bet split, 71% of the spread tickets are on the Titans. So if you say, okay, 71% of the bet, um, the bets are on the Titans and the line is moving down towards the Titans, that means they're taking some good money too. Now, if you would say, okay, well, the Titans are taking 71% of the bets, but the line went from three and a half to four. Well, that means the 29% that's betting on the Browns today would be the sharp money because they're betting a lot more money per actual bet slip. So the way I see this one is the line's moving towards the Titans. The the um, percent is a, this percent of tickets printed is on the Titans as well. And that just shows you that the public and sharp bettors are taking the Titans in the three and a half points today. You see Don Sh- Deshaun Watson has struggled to th- really um, form a connection with wide receivers since he's been in Cleveland. Nick Chubb, awful injury last week, won't be back in the backfield. We've seen uh, Ford only have like that long run last week, 75 yards after basically uh, not having, I think he had 13 other carries and, and he only got another, I think he broke off another 15-yard carry and the rest of that he got about two yards per carry. So something to look forward to. Look look at there is what what's going to happen with uh, the run game. So if Deshaun Watson has – they're, they're already going to have to throw the ball because the, one of the best interior defensive lines is coming to town in Tennessee, and, and that defensive line will travel. Remember, Vrabel started the season off, I think, 8-0 or 6-0 last year and then ended up losing uh, like eight games straight to end up losing the season. So Tennessee um, could have beaten the Saints – Probably should have beaten the Saints had they not kicked the field goal on third and 11 in uh, that game. Uh, they just didn't make any sense. Vrabel should have went for that. Um, Vrabel's a really good coach, too. So to see errors like that from him uh, is very, very rare. And one last game I like. Well, So, so that's going to put me on enough of that game. That I'm on the Titans plus three and a half. I'm on the Titans plus three and a half in, in the Pickums contest. And I, I think that the Titans are going to play some smash mouth football, run the ball, could be raining in Ohio. It could be some bad weather. We got bad weather on the East Coast. I, I just haven't looked at the weather report and seen how far west it spans. But we're dealing with hurricane winds, rain, pouring rain, sideways. It's ugly if you're up north. Uh, and it will affect games today. Uh, last game that I'm going to give you in the NFL I like. And it's a game I really, really like. And I, I can't tell you enough that I'm on the wrong side of this game. So I'll tell you one more time, I am on the wrong side of this game. I am not on the side that the sharp money is on. I am betting this game with the public, and that's not good. If you're in the NFL betting world and you're betting with the public, you are more often than not a loser. 
So you want to fade me, go ahead. But I think Seattle is going to roll today versus Carolina. We watched a bad Carolina team versus New Orleans Monday night. Give me touchdown late, prevented them from losing by 11. This line has moved down from 5.5 to 4.5 with only 15% of spread tickets printed on Carolina. That means there's some very, very respected sharp money coming on Carolina. It's not going to be my money today. I like Seattle. I think they're going to take advantage of Andy Dalton. They got that offense working well last week versus Detroit. And I honestly, I don't think I don't see much of a difference between Detroit, Carolina defensively. Um, And if you ask me, I think that Detroit's cornerbacks are a lot better than Carolina. I think Carolina has some of the worst cornerbacks in the game, and that's going to hurt them today as uh, Geno Smith has three wide receivers he can throw to Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Nigba. In Jigba, and uh, he's also got Lockett, or not Lockett, he's got DK Metcalf still. So keep in mind, he's got three wide receivers that he can really get the ball to. And uh, Carolina's down JC Horn, top cornerback. I think that Seattle rolls in this game. I think they win by uh, probably 10 points. But like I said, I am on the wrong side of this game. 15% of the bets are on Carolina, and the Line has moved down. Line has gone from Seattle plus five and a half down to plus four and a half, and Seattle's taking 85% of the bets. That means the public is all over Seattle. I don't often do this, but I'm doing it. Seattle plus four and a half, Titans plus three and a half. That's all I got for you guys today. Let's win some bets. You guys want some more information, some more, some more info about the spreads, the percentages, things like that. I've got it all shared in the Discord already. It's only 8 a.m. I've been up at it all night. So uh, episode 50 in the books, guys. We've got the Titans plus 3.5, and we've got the Seahawks minus 4.5. Let's go 2-0 today, guys. Keep your eye out for some more bets in the Discord. And... Uh, Good luck with everything else today, guys. Thank you.